Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus what's up everybody we're going to get ready to get started in just a minute as uh we get ready to preview the buffalo bills uh we're going to get ready for this week two matchup and uh, we're going to definitely have some fun uh, we're definitely going to talk about some things, so uh, make sure y'all share this show out, um, and we're going to get ready to get started in less than 60 seconds, so we're going to talk Bills, we're going to talk uh, what can the Titans do differently uh, to get a victory, uh, we got some injury news, and also uh, we're going to talk about Kevin Byard's comments as far as the underdog mentality uh, of this football team. So we're going to definitely get ready for that. Uh, again, make sure you share this show out. Uh, let everybody know to come on in, and we're definitely going to have a good time. And we are going to get ready to get started. So 60 seconds, let's get it. Titan Nation. How's everybody doing? Welcome into TNT tonight. I'm your host, Chris, aka Blue Enforcer, aka The Truth. And we're going to have a very fun episode for you uh, on this evening. Uh, definitely make sure y'all uh, share this show out uh, and definitely share it out to everybody, um, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. 
Uh, and this show is live in a lot of different rooms, whether it be the AFC South uh, room. We got Titan fans in here. Uh, shout out to Man Hour Radio for having me uh, a part of the network. And uh, we're definitely going to have a very good time talking Titans and Bills. But again, before we do go ahead and get started, uh, we're going to take care of some housework. And uh, definitely make sure that y'all share this show out. Uh, go ahead and share it. If you're on Facebook, hit the share button. Share that out to everybody in all of the Titan groups. So that way they know what's going on. Share it on your page as well. If it's on Facebook, um Tag some of your fellow Titan fans that can get in. They can get in with us, and uh, they can join the show as well. Also on Instagram, I am there at uh, at Titans underscore in underscore Truth, and of course on Twitter, as you see on the ticker at the bottom at TNT Blue Enforcer. This show is also broadcasting live on Twitter as well, so definitely do that. And uh, if y'all see. If y'all notice the hat and the shirt, I have a different hat, uh, Titans and Truth hat on my head. If you like that, get down with me. Contact me on any of the pages or contact me, uh, Chris A. Newell, personally on Facebook. Or you can reach out to Out the Crib Customs. That's at out underscore the underscore crib underscore customs. Uh, to uh, see if I can a hat just like the one that I have on, just like the one in this graphic. Uh, also, if you want some Titan and Truth uh, t-shirts, uh, definitely reach out to me or to Miss Latoya Akinyami. Uh, you can reach out to her on Instagram at Queen Butterfly Tees. Also, uh, Queen Butterfly Tees at gmail.com. Uh, if you want one of these shirts as well, there's some nice, good looking, comfortable shirts. So, uh, definitely, you uh, definitely want to get down uh, with the gear. Gotta wear the gear just like me. And so, again, make sure y'all smash that like button. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Hit that bell and hit all so that you can uh, get all the notifications for whenever I go live, whether it's TNT Tonight, whether it's the Truth League Report, uh, whether I do my picks, or we recap um, the games from uh, from the Sunday that happened. And we'll be doing that on uh, Monday afternoon, we're going to be uh, definitely talking about uh, some of the games that happened on Sunday. And, of course, we'll do a quick preview again of this game uh, coming up, Titans and Bills, on Monday night. Also, uh, if you're not, if you are new to the show, also, if, you know, you don't get to YouTube often or anything like that, you can also, uh, these shows will be downloaded uh, I would say that very same night or at the very latest first thing tomorrow, they will be on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts as well. So if you want to just listen to me and you ain't got to look at my crazy mug, you can just go ahead and um, download, download it on those particular platforms and you too can enjoy TNT Tonight, Titans and Truth right there on those particular platforms. So, again, thank everybody for joining me tonight, and we are going to have a very, very good time. So, let's get right into some news uh, that has happened. 
you know, again, of course, we know we lost 21 to 20. We're 0 and 1. Our backs are against the wall, and we're going to see definitely what's going on. Uh, I know I had a certain somebody who is already predicting a Bills massacre. So we know that that's going on. Derek Roberts comes and says, if we win by a lot, I'm going to be. I'm gonna be upset. Actually, I'll take a look. I'll take a close win, so I know that the Bills didn't pick, uh, pack it in against us. We're definitely going to find out. And remember, if y'all missed the rant, if y'all missed the rant from Monday, go back and check out the TNT post game. Um, I had to let my feelings out. I had to. I had to let my feelings out. I had to let it know what's going on. It's pretty raw, so. You know, definitely check that out. Uh, CJ is saying we need to earn our respect back in this game. Uh, down goes Josh Allen seven times. I agree. The Titans lost a lot of respect, and they need to get it back. And this game could be the way to do it. Uh, AZ Big says, what's up? Exhale. I, I kind of like that. Exhale. My guy, Zach, y'all going to bounce back for this. Uh, we'll definitely see. And uh, also, good luck to your Patriots as well, even though I can't stand them. But you my boy. You my boy. So, you know, good luck uh, to the Patriots. Oh, now I'm trying to make sure I center myself on the screen. Now I'll be off to the left or to the right. So I'm going to just – I'm trying to center myself, actually. So there we go. There we are. Definitely trying to make sure I am centered so y'all see me right directly in the middle. And y'all do what Derek Roberts just said. Smash that like button if you don't mind. I see we got Polly D back up in here. Of course, we see somebody saying Bills by three scores. We're definitely going to find out. Zach says 23-17 Titans. So, <laughs> and Derek Roberts said last recap was epic. I think quite a few people have actually told us that, told me that, that uh, I kind of just spoke the truth, which I mean, that's what we have to do. But now we have to move on. We got to move on as, as painful as it is. I love this Tumblr, by the way. Again, shout out to my girl, Miss Crystal Hayward, one of my best friends. Also to Miss Dolly Cooper for making this. I know... I know sometimes I could be a trip, but I have to thank my people. So, Derek, you asked a good question, and we're definitely going to get to that uh, later on in the show. Uh, since you got picked my brain, that's definitely going to be something of a preview as far as Von Miller is concerned, because, <clears throat> excuse me, he is definitely part of a key to getting a victory. But, Let's close the book on this game with the Giants. Yes, we lost. It was a horrible, disgusting performance, a game we shouldn't have lost. But it is what it is. It's over with. We got to move on. We're 0-1. It's time to right the ship. It's time to get things back on track. And that's just what we have to do. It's... No use in crying over spilled milk. And 
that's you know we gotta get we gotta get ourselves together and we gotta get back to being who we are. And so, for example, you know, Kevin Byard mentioned, you know, he likes being the chaser instead of being chased. And I'm not exactly sure how to feel about that. I, I'm not exact again, I am not sure how to necessarily feel about that. And I just think that sometimes, yes, it is, you know, it is better to be the chaser than the one being chased. It is better to be the hunter than the hunted. And, but my question for y'all and I'm trying to see. You know, I'm trying to pull this up and um with buyer and I'm trying to see if I can find it because I had it. But in the end, he basically was saying, you know, I you know, he's like I, you know, underdog mentality, I prefer to be the chaser than being chased and you know, that's also saying you'd rather be the hunter than the hunted. And so my question for everybody is, should the Titans put this underdog mentality behind them? You know, is it time that this Titan team act like they're one of the best teams in the league instead of being a team that's always got to chase. You know, can they be like the Bills or the Chiefs or um, can they be like the Buccaneers, the teams that they know they have a target on their back and they don't care, they still keep winning despite everybody coming after them. And, you know, being able to live up to high expectations. Because I think the expectation, and even before A.J. Brown was traded, is that this team could compete for a Super Bowl. That this team has a chance to be one of the best teams in the league. But then they lose to the New York Giants. And they're coming back saying, well, we like being the underdog. And they are a nine-and-a-half-point dog against the Buffalo Bills. And I, I get it that you have a lot of, you know, a lot of time when everybody is against you, you feel like you're the underdog and you got to go out there and prove everybody wrong. And in the end, I'm good with that. But at the same time, it's almost like a loser mentality. It's like you go out there, you don't, ex 
You know, you don't act like, hey, we got to go out here and win the game and show the world we're winners. Show the world we're the real deal instead of saying, well, you know what? You know, we're just going to go out there and, we, you know, if we have a chance to win, we'll go for it. No, you act like a champion. Act like a champion. Act like you've been there before. And you go out there expecting to win. You go out there expecting to win and not expecting like, well, we're the underdog. Nobody expects us to win anyway. You got to go out there thinking you're going to win. Because if you don't think you're going to win, you won't. And that's what happened on Sunday. The Tennessee Titans early on looked like they were playing to win. And then when they got 13-0, they got comfortable. They thought, oh, okay, you know what? We're up 13-0. It's the New York Giants. We should be fine. And when you do that, you start to play not to lose. And when you play not to lose, what usually happens? You lose. Plain and simple. And I mean, and I get it. You know, you got to be, you always got to be hungry. You always got to have that dog mentality. And Kevin Byard is a dog. No doubt about it. Love me some KB. I love some KB, y'all. I think a lot of us, and a lot of us do too. And I see my man, man, now, of course, Chiefs Kingdom here to troll. Of course you're here to troll, sir. Yeah, y'all got a nice win, but uh, we've beaten y'all in the regular season the last couple of times. But shout out to Man Hour. He put me on, so I got to give him some love here. Uh, let's see. Tell the Yoke Kick says 2317, DO9 up in here. Derek Roberts, maybe start off the game with a flea flicker. I highly doubt they do that. I mean, Todd Drowning is not very creative at that. I think y'all had Ray Finkel on that last kick. Look, looks like there was a lot of Ray Finkels. Then looked like there was a lot of Ray Finkels in the league uh, Sunday. It wasn't just Randy Bullock. It was also Evan McPherson up in Cincinnati, supposed to be one of the best sure-footed kickers in the league, and he missed a game-winning kick. You know, Boswell on the other side potentially missed a game-winner, but he got another shot. Um, uh, quite a few kickers missed kicks on Sunday. Pauly D said, I saw that with Byron, but eventually we need to be the hunted if we're going to be the top dog. I agree. Man says, I don't like being an underdog mindset. I mean, in games like this, I don't mind because, I mean, we are the underdog. Nobody... Nobody outside of Titan Nation or outside of anybody that maybe supports me that is actually supporting the Titans think the Titans are going to win this game. And that's just being honest. So, Party D says, but I'm giving them a pass being week one. I don't. Like your first statement, good teams beat the teams they're supposed to beat. And the Titans were supposed to beat the New York Giants, and they did not. 
Mark says, the media just says that we're the underdog. We just embrace it and prove ourselves right. You know, yeah, you got to prove people wrong and things like that. But at the same time, you know, if you got high expectations to get to the Super Bowl, prove yourselves right to get there. Sean said, we didn't play no starter in preseason in the preseason. Week one was our preseason game. And I know a lot of people think starters shouldn't play in the preseason, but games like week one was the reason why starters should have played a little bit. But I know a lot of people thinking, oh, God, we don't want to have a bad injury happen before the season. Well, injuries happen at any point in time. Harold Landry goes out two weeks before the season starts, torn ACL, he's done for the year. Ask, ask the Pittsburgh Steelers, ask the Pittsburgh Steelers, did it matter if T.J. Watt had played in the preseason or not? He has a torn peck out for the year. Ask the Dallas Cowboys, did it matter? That Prescott, probably out the next six to eight weeks. So. Whether it's in the preseason or not, it really doesn't ba- it really doesn't matter. Paulie said Downey needs to stop being fancy. Downing just needs to go, period. And I know that there's a petition out there to get Downing fired. <laughs> and I signed it, so I have signed it too. And they were like the Bucks too. Yep. A lot of kickers missed field goals. Josh was right. If you're trying to be great, no free passes. Bella said, we always lose to it. We always lose a game we shouldn't and win a game we absolutely shouldn't. This is what Titan teams do. Well, we're going to see. We are going to see. So, Underdog mentality for three straight years equals losing mentality. And and I get it. You know, I get it. The Titans feel like a team that gets absolutely no respect. They were the number one seed in the AFC last year, and they felt like they got no respect, although they went and lost that game to Cincinnati, so it might have been warranted. So, They need to get their act together. And they need to stop losing home openers. This is the second straight year they had a home opener at home, week one, and they lose. So they really need to kind of stop that too. And I know a lot of people out there are, a lot of people like Miss Mims and others want Todd Downing gone. And in all honesty, so do I. But y'all know that's not going to happen. Mike Vrabel, as good of a coach he is, is a very stubborn and arrogant coach too. He reminds me as a coach of Mike Malarkey. Same thing. Mike Malarkey will die on a hill for his assistant coaches. He will die for Todd Downing. I 
I don't think there's any chance they're going to get rid of Todd Downing somewhere in the season. They will probably ride it out the entire season, then maybe make a change. I mean, they need to make a change. I just don't. I just don't think Mike Vrabel has the heart to do it because, like Mike Malarkey, everybody, including myself, wanted Terry Robusky, Robisky gone because we thought his play calling sucked. And what did Mike Malarkey do? Absolutely nothing. He didn't think nothing was wrong. And then after the year was over, you know, he didn't think he felt the support of the brass, they thought he wanted them fired, wanted them gone, and basically what got Mike Malarkey fired, he died on the hill for Terry Robisky. They, you know, the, the brass, John Robinson, they wanted him to go ahead and get a new offensive coordinator. Mike Malarkey said no. So John Robinson fired Mike Malarkey. And I think Vrabel is heading down that same road that could only lead to his demise. If he don't under, if he don't get with the program and understand, Todd Downing could cost him his job. If he doesn't think Todd Downing can't cost him his job, you got another thing coming. John Robinson fired a coach that got them to the second to the divisional round of the playoffs. With a winning record, and he fired him because he wouldn't get an offensive coordinator. I understand Mike Vrabel and J-Rob are boys. They are like this. But J-Rob will basically say, I think J-Rob will be smart enough of a businessman to know, hey, I know we friends and all, but you ain't going to cost me my job because if you don't, because if J-Rob doesn't do something at that point, then Amy Adams Strong will be looking like, do I need to get rid of all of y'all and start over, get me a new GM and a new head coach? So Mike Vrabel better get with the program and understand, look, you got to look out for number one. You got to look out for yourself. Don't go dying on the hill for your assistant coaches because they will get you fired. They'll get Look, dying on the hill for somebody else to get you killed. Plain and simple. Because that's what happened to Mike Malarkey. And if Jay, and if Mike Vrabel keep acting like that, that's going to happen to him. Donzel86 says, haven't won a home opener since 2010. Right. Pauly D says, I won't be shocked when we went on Monday night. We're definitely going to see about that. Power Hour, what's up, man? Said, let's be honest, Tim Kelly's here for a reason. Biggest question is, what degree of upcoming bad game will it take to fire Downing? That is an excellent question. What does it take? P. Sharp, my guy, coming in and said, we would never go from good to great with underdog mentality. Margot said, yep, definitely missed the call. I agree. Burks, they should have threw the flag on that. Remember, I know it's ridiculous, still upset. Hey, look, I'm upset too, but I, I have to move on. Dan Rob said, dude lost his job for his buddy. That's exactly what happened with Mike Malarkey. 
That's exactly what happened to Mike Malarkey. I know Marcus said coach of the year to lose a job, to lose his job would be head scratching. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is J-Rob may come to him and say, hey, you need to change your offensive coordinator. Get him out of here. And if Vrabel says anything but, J-Rob, you're right. Yes, sir. I'll take care of that. Says anything but that, then I'm going to be like, go get a new head coach. Offensive-minded, I say. Zach says, Downing better make some adjustments on calling the offense. And I, I, think that's another, I think that's another problem. In-game adjustments were not there. In-game adjustments were not there. Um, said, look what happened in Minnesota. Yo, I mean, <laughs> Matt LaFleur didn't look too great, and Aaron Rodgers didn't look too great without Devontae Adams. Gerard Butler says Tom Brady has an underdog mindset. As much as I hate Golden Boy, Golden Boy got seven Super Bowl rings. He doesn't come on acting like underdog mentality. He acts like a winner. As much as I can't stand him, he acts like a winner. Tim Kelly is trash. Well, I don't understand where all the hype is around. Tim Kelly was offensive coordinator when Deshaun Watson was there. And last time I checked, Deshaun Watson was pretty good. They just had, but then at the same time, you know, he wasn't really calling the plays. That was, um, um, what was his name? The guy, Bill O'Brien, the guy that got fired. Marto said, Albert had some cheaters mentality. So that's basically what I'm thinking on that. But we're going to keep on moving on. And now, everybody, let's go ahead and get to the two-tone blue star of the game. Who did y'all think was the star of this game against the Giants? It wasn't too many guys to go with, but there are a few. I mean, you could go with. Kyle Phillips, even though he fumbled. You could maybe go with the defensive line. Big Jeff, Rashad each had two sacks, but then the defense kind of got tired, <coughs> excuse me, and got beat late. Um, it's not too many, it's not too many nominees you could go with, but there are a few. So, who did y'all think was the two-tone blue star of the game? And let's see. I know we got Derek Roberts going with Tannehill. And, hey, Tannehill wasn't bad. Mark Jones going with Dontrell Hilliard. And that is a very good choice. He did have uh, two touchdown catches. 2019, uh, Texas was solid, but they never had a top-10 offense. I, I I see what you're saying, Landon, with that. Let's see. My girl, Chandra. What's up, girl? She says, Big Jeff. Let's see. Landon says, Big Jeff, and he better get paid. You got that right because there was a certain there was a certain former Titan who looked pretty darn good on Sunday, and it just 
it just brought back good memories, wishing that J-Rob and the Titans had listened to me and paid that man. They should have paid A.J. Brown. He had 10 catches, 155 for the Eagles, and I talked quite a bit about him in the Truth League Report recapping week one. Y'all should go back and check that out. He was one of my top ballers. This A.J. Brown was one of the biggest mistakes we ever made. Should have never traded A.J. Brown. Would have been nice. Now, I don't know if Burks would have been on this team if A.J. Brown is still here because we don't know if Burks makes it to 26. But if he did, it would have been a nice three-headed monster with Burks, Brown, Woods. Weaver had two sacks. Paul D says, there is no star when you lose. And in a lot of ways, he is correct. Really isn't. But a lot of people say AJ forced his way out. He didn't want to be here. No, I'm going to disagree with that. I, I mean, I think AJ did kind of force his way out, but the Titans didn't exactly fight hard to keep him. I mean, come on. What wide receiver, what big-time wide receiver isn't a diva? What wide receiver is not a diva? What big-time wide receiver don't want to get paid? And yeah, I think the agent has something to do with that, too. He won a big percentage. So the fact of the matter is this. And, Derek, thank you very much for the super chat. Don't bring up A.J. Brown. It hurts too much. Hey, it still hurts me, too. Truth hurts. It hurts me, too. So, I mean, A.J. should still be here. And J-Rob dropped the ball. Now, A.J. didn't exactly help the situation, but I'm like, I don't care what I have to do. I'm working it out to where A.J. gets what he wants, and he gets paid, and we move on. That's what I would have done. If that's me. And deep down inside, a lot of y'all feel the exact same way I do. Y'all would have paid him too. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Hold me accountable if I'm wrong. But would y'all have paid AJ too? I guarantee you, 95% of y'all would agree with me and be like, I would have paid AJ too. You darn right you would have paid him. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. AJ was our best offensive weapon. And our A to Z sports, you know, they were talking about that. Who in the world is our best offensive weapon besides Derrick Henry? Who is our best offensive weapon not named Derrick Henry? We don't know. We don't know. Mark said we had to trade a wall. We should have gotten... Or we would have gotten nothing. He's all he was already in Philly with Jalen Hurts, not negotiating with T. Doesn't matter. You didn't have to trade him. You still had him on the roster for this next year. Now he probably would have tried to sit out, but you still worked the negotiating table. You bring him back into the fold and you get the deal done. It's not that hard. I mean, yeah, getting the money together would be difficult, but you do what you got to do to keep your best players. It's, it's that simple. 615 says Kyle Phillips. Reggie B, what's up? 
AJ wasn't negotiating. He wasn't communicating with the team. See, DO9 is with me. I know Mark Jones is saying no. DO9, like, what was what is the plan with this move? Should have kept him. Gave exactly. Gave Eagles a fully developed star for free. All we got was a first and a third. And I'm thinking like this. If you're gonna trade AJ, I would have asked for a hell of a lot more. I would have I would have gotten that 18th pick. I would have gotten the number one next year. I might have would have gotten the number three next year also. J-Rob didn't ask for enough. Now, Quan brings up a good point. If it's between him or Big Jeff, who would you choose? Because we still got to pay Big Jeff. I think that had a lot to do with it. And I get it because they paid, you know, you paid Harold Landry. And even though he's out for the year, he deserved the contract at the time. He did deserve the contract at the time. And, yes, offense sells tickets, defense wins championships. A lot of people will say you can find a wide receiver who can come in and produce. But you're not finding anybody of A.J. Brown's caliber. And a lot of people think Traylon Burks is the next A.J. Brown, but we have yet to see it because they didn't throw him the ball enough. And Landon's right. Todd Downing was good at play calling. Robert Woods could be solid, but Downing is so bad, he will be the next Julio. And, you know, they say with the, uh, with the snap rotations and things like that, that's more on the position coaches, which I have no idea why Jeff Swain is in the game so much. Of course, Vrabel says he's a great, he's the great blocker. So, the two-tone blue star of the week. I mean, some people say it's Simmons. You got Phillips, Dupree, Hilliard. Um, man, it's a tough choice. But you know what? Rocky Yip, what's going on? I'm going to give the two-tone blue star of the week to Dontrell Hilliard. Why? Because Hilliard did a lot of good things out of the backfield. He had the two big touchdowns and, you know, really helped keep this team in the game. And, you know, he scored the touchdown that um, gave us the lead. He gave us our first touchdown and he gave us our last touchdown. Now, Big Jeff, Rashad Weaver, both had big games. However, the defense didn't look great in the second half. So that's why I didn't really go for that. Um, Shane says, once Burks gets 50% of the snaps, look out. And that's another thing. He only played 24 snaps. That's about 37%. And, you know, they have that they have that formation where it's like double tight or even triple or three tight ends and one wide receiver out. I have no idea why that one receiver is Cody Hollister. Don't get it. Now, I know he made a big catch on the sideline on one play, but still, that could have been Burks. That could have been Woods. Hell, I'll take NWI in that situation. 
Burning Devil 2010 said, no one is scared of the Bills. We beat them last year with a very injured roster. We got this. Hey, Bills looked good on Thursday night. I'm not underestimating them. AJ care about you want to be winding down a little bit of free agency. We couldn't play ball with them. And they should have. And yeah, Julio, Julio didn't do too bad with the Bucks. So this sounds like a coaching problem. This sounds like a Todd Downing problem. This sounds like an a Mike Vrabel problem. And he had nowhere to do the radar on the game plan. I agree. So that's what I think about that. So Dontrell Hilliard, the two-tone blue star of the game. But who, <laughs> who is also the dunce of the day? Who stunk it up? And there are a lot of choices for that. There are a lot of choices for dunce of the day. Could be plenty. Could be Mike Vrabel for that messed up uh, using the timeout after Kyle Phillips got out of bounds. I know. I think I know where a lot of people are going with this, so I'm not even going to say the name. Um, I thought the offensive line played pretty well, even though I didn't like the fact Brewer had two holding calls on one drive. I thought Nicholas Petit Ferrer did okay. So let's see. We got a lot of people putting in predictions. Josh says, Shea Bowen star of the week called a good game scheme-wise. Been hard on him, and he's stepped up for most parts as a play caller. I wish Downing would do the same. I mean, I think – I think defensively there were some good there were a lot of good moments, but there were some times we fell asleep. Christian Fulton, definitely a dunce of the day nominee because you know he got caught looking at the quarterback instead of following his man. Let Shepard get behind him on that deep bomb. Like he probably thought he had safety help, but did not. Um a lot of missed tackles. Zach Cunningham could definitely be a dunce of the day nominee. Um, Randy Bullock did miss the kick. So I do have to put Randy Bullock in that conversation. A lot of people think, you know, the Titans will bounce back. Derrick Henry will get 100 yards. Right now, let's see how many years the J. Robert Vrabel have left. Well, they just signed extensions. And I'm going to try to see when. Let's see. I can find out when. But I know uh, J-Rob and Mike Vrabel just got contract extensions. Um. Okay. That was back in February. So five years. So they both have contract extensions for the next five years. So. 
You can't get rid of Vrabel even if you wanted to. <laughs> we'll never forgive Tannehill for that playoff loss, but Downing has made Tannehill so much worse. And I agree. Can't blame Tannehill for this game. Mark Jones says, run defense, Randy Bullock. Chandra Sh uh, says, Randy Bullock. Shane says, Mike Vrabel. He's ultimately the head coach. Terrible time management at the end. CJ Oliver say his third and one. <laughs> I agree. And there were two 31s that were kind of questionable. One was when they set up the King Cat. And I'm not really mad about that one because we know that's worked many, many times. And you're giving the ball to Derrick Henry to get one yard. The only problem with that was he dropped the snap. Now, the 31 to Chig on the tight end, um, the tight end sweep was a dumb call. And really, if you take a look at that play, it wasn't going to work no matter what they did. Even if they faked the sweep to uh, Chig and gave the ball to Derrick Henry, it looked like it was going to get stuffed out. Taylor Wan missed a block. Uh, I think Nick Westbrook-Akina missed a block too. And so that definitely did a lot. Uh, downing, D-line, Vrabel, crappy timeout. Dunce, downing. Uh, as he Shane says, if Petit Ferrer does good against the Bills, I'm excited for him. And that's going to be it because this offensive line in pass protection, I think held up very well. But they're about to go against a lot better pass rushes. Starting on Monday night, you got Ed Oliver, you got Von Miller, all of those guys. Taylor Wan's got his work cut out for him. Don't be surprised if they don't move Von Miller to the other side to try to go after Petit Ferrer. So, um, <laughs> Marjo, giving up 200 yards isn't good in any universe. I think O-line run blocking is going to hurt us going forward. Southfold and Quesenberry knew the assignment. O-line continuity is key. Might take a while. And that's true. D-09 says, got to be downing. <laughs> Jerome Boger, the booger. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't going to mention his name either. But definitely booger. So let's see. Zach, we're never going back to Jeff Fisher again. I'm sorry, dog. Ain't going to happen. And Zach, we're probably going to be complaining about our dunce of the day probably all year. This is probably going to be a recurring theme. The dunce of the day has got to be Todd Downing because he sucks. Plain and simple. Now, Randy Bullock does deserve an honorable mention because he did miss a kick he would he should have made because I believe it was from 47, and he made a 46-yarder earlier in the game. So I can give him that. Vrabel definitely deserves a mention off of Dunce of the Day because, I mean, there are times during the game where 
Vrabel just seems like he has no idea what he's doing when he should. So, like I said, there's a petition out for Downing to be fired, but I don't know if that petition is going to matter because Vrabel ultimately makes the decision, and I just don't think Vrabel has the balls to do it during the season. Now, I think it was the same situation with Shane Bowen where Jim Schwartz was right there, you know, looking over his back. And, you know, that might have helped. Um, that might have helped um, Shane Bowen keep his job. I think Tim Kelly could be doing the same thing. Marjo says Fulton got burned. I mentioned Fulton. John says, Dunce is Vrabel. Dunce of the year until he fires Todd Downing. <laughs> Who taught Vrabel how to use timeouts? That was bad. If the end around works, how many people are upset about it? Yes, and that is usually true. Most of the time, if a play works, if a play works, nobody's mad about it. When a play doesn't work, everybody's mad about it. Chandra is absolutely right. We have been through this before. We've been through the kicker carousel before, and we don't need to go back. So right now, I think we do continue to trust Randy Bullock. And remember, y'all, the, the kid from Iowa, Chad Shudak, I think he could have beaten Bullock out had he had an opportunity and wasn't hurt. Remember, they did not cut him. He is right now, I believe, on PUP. I'm trying to see. Well, um, I remember. Let's see, Chad Shudak. Yeah, he's on a reserve PUP list uh, right now. He's on a reserve PUP list, so he's not cut. He's on a reserve PUP list. Um, and if designated by the club, can return to that roster after four weeks. So, you know, we're definitely going to have to see. I think he has more of a leg. So, we're definitely going to have to see, but I definitely hope we don't go down that rabbit hole before, like we did before. <laughs> I liked it. I would have went white, right gun, X-Jet, 646. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the heck that is. His ratio is solid. Fat Randy gets a mulligan. I miss hot thicken. Golden foot. And that's another good question. Where is Sam Ficken anyway? I think Sam Ficken might be uh, uh, a free agent right now. Um, right now, I do not think Sam Ficken is on a team right now. So... Yeah, right now, Sam Ficken is not on a team right now. So, 
That could be somebody they go back to if they decide to go that direction. Um, but we're going to go ahead and keep going. I know I like a lot of y'all comments and stuff, but two-tone, the dunce of the day, Todd Drowning. But let's keep going now. And let's get into this game. And before we do, um, I want to ask y'all something. At the game, you know, they're starting this, you know, they're starting everything with who run it, who run it. What do y'all think of that? Did y'all like, do y'all like it or do you not? And you know, they'll be like, who run it? We supposed to say we run it. Who run it? We run it. I guess it's similar to, you know, who they or who that, you know, something like that. Uh, what did y'all think of who run it? And is that, you think that's going to become the new Titans hashtag? Instead of tighten up, we go with who run it? All in all, I don't think it's too bad of an idea. Like, who run it? We run it. Who run it? We run it. Who run it? We run it. And we, and I think it's taking a minute to catch on because I think we have to get used to it. You know, Quan says uh, the chat back is whack because, I mean, I think a lot of fans should kind of be into that. You know, they have to be into that. They're winning it. You know, it's going to be like who won it, we run it. But if we're behind, you know, I don't know if everybody's going to really be going for that. Like it. Like it, the king running. C-Dub says, I like it. Um. CJ says, fire, 3-6 Mafia. Love it. I'm a 3-6 fan. Hey, just like me. Tice should adopt whoop that trick from the Grizz. Now, I don't know if they're going to get that one from the Grizz because whoop that trick here in Memphis is, is something special. That much is a fact. <laughs> we don't run nothing. They need to win first. That is a very, very true statement indeed. That is a very true statement. Till we win, we ain't running nothing. CJ says tighten up is better. <laughs> oh my God. Somebody said the hillbillies and the offbeaters are kind of <laughs> right. Now, I know that, yeah, they're definitely trying to make it where it's statewide. I do kind of get that. So, I I, I think I'm cool with it, but um, it's going to take some time to catch on, I think. Um, so, that's that on that. I'm going to say pick my brain to the end, but we're going to quickly talk about the Buffalo Bills who beat the crap out of the L.A. Rams 31 to 10 to open up the football season. And, you know, that Bills team, very, very good. And they are the perennial favorites. They are very much favored. And, you know, the Titans have their work cut out for them. But how do the Tennessee Titans get the victory over? 
the Buffalo Bills and get to one and one because they're going to have to figure it out. Josh Allen threw for 297 yards, three touchdowns, but he did throw two interceptions. He also carried the ball 10 times for 56 yards. So he threw the ball and he was their leading rusher. Stephon Diggs had eight for 22 in the score. Um, Gabriel Davis is another good one, four for 88. You got to think about Jamison Crowder in the slot. He's very good in the slot. And Isaiah McKenzie has definitely got the speed. And, you know, Dawson Knox, they got weapons. They got weapons, without a doubt. So, you know, you got that. And then defensively, you know, you got a big-time menacing defensive line with, with Greg Rougeau, you got Jordan Phillips, you got um, Boogie Basham can get in there, and, of course, Ed Oliver and the aforementioned Von Miller. So, I mean, the Buffalo Bills defense sacked Matt Stafford seven times. Seven times. The Rams only got two sacks, but the Rams got seven. They got they got plenty of depth on the defensive line, and they can come in waves from Miller to Rougeau to Phillips to Basham, A.J. Epinesa, and Oliver. They got plenty of defensive linemen that can be very, very effective. So the question is, the Blue Enforcer four points to victory. How in the world do the Tennessee Titans defeat the Buffalo Bills? And I know we got a lot of comments in here. Uh, it's been a long time since we won a game. I just want to see them win something. Then we could talk about who won it. I agree. And what is with spreading Henry as a wideout? Beast the heck out of me. Beast the heck out of me. Josh says hit that like button. Hit it up. Tighten up. Derek Henry will be throwing bills like he's at the strip club. <laughs> we hope so. We definitely hope so. <laughs> and I see where he got that playoff from. And, you know, Zach said they're going to want revenge. And that's true. Buffalo's going to want revenge because they thought they should have won it last year. Marjo says, hit them in the mouth, be more physical, and they will fold. Um, Let's see. Have to be successful in running the ball. The Bills are not the Giants when it comes to pass rush. The Bills have a better pass rush. You know, uh, Byers stay back in zone, play Burks the entire game, stop running Henry every first down. I agree because in 11 drives, nine of their very first plays of the drives were runs to Henry. Marjorie said, need to secure no muff punts. And that's true. Landon says, got to get out to Josh Allen, I guess. 
No turnovers. Run the ball. Contain Josh Allen. Be more physical. And Mark Jones led me to point number one. Well, actually, one of my second points. Point number one, don't let Stephon Diggs take over. You cannot allow Stephon Diggs to take the game over. Make sure y'all smash that like button and subscribe if you haven't already. You can't let Diggs take over the game. He exposed Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey got his tail whooped all over the field. So, I, uh, but you can't let Diggs take over. He had eight for 122 on nine targets. Very sure-handed. And you got to also be careful with the other weapons. If you may be able to contain Diggs, but then you also got to worry about Gabriel Davis on the other side. You got to make sure Crowder in the middle of the slot. And I think our corners are good enough collectively that they can have a good game uh, passing-wise. I think besides that long ball that was given up by Fulton, I thought the Titans did a very good job uh, against the receivers of New York, even though they really didn't have any receivers. I mean, they didn't play Kadarius Tony very much. And um, Wondell Robinson went down with an injury. And then Richie James, you know, had five catches, but, you know, just wasn't anything special. So you definitely got to make sure that Stefan Diggs does not take the game uh, over. And Zarice, you're right. That is much easier said than done. You are, and I am not saying this is going to be an easy job. It is not. Beating the Buffalo Bills will not be easy. It's going to be very, very hard to do this job. But the Titans are going to have to find a way to do it. We have to get back to playing Titan ball, dictate the floor of the game, jump on them quick. You're going to have to. And that leads to point number two. You got to keep Josh Allen in the pocket. Keep him in the pocket. Keep him contained. He, like, he can't extend plays. He is way better extending plays with his legs than Daniel Jones. So you definitely got to watch out for his legs. He's a dangerous weapon. He is their leading rusher. The Bills, to me, really don't have much of a running game. Yeah, they have Devin, Devin uh, Singletary and Zach Moss, but they really don't have much of a running game. Josh Allen is their running game, and he uses that to help in the passing game. He extends plays very well, and he can extend it to where a guy gets open or he picks up extra yards. So the Titans are going to have to be disciplined. In all facets, in knowing where your holes are and making sure to cut off cutback lanes and also to watch out for bootlegs. So you got to be mindful of that. And for the Titans to do this, they're going to have to attack two former Titans, Roger Sappho and David Quesenberry. You got to attack them. And that's going to be a very key matchup. Roger Sappho versus Big Jeff. That's going to be a war. And I kind of like, I like Big Jeff in that matchup. And we know there's going to be a time where Roger Sappho is going to have to exit the game 
maybe once or twice out of the game. But you're going to have to go after him. So, Marjo says, Titans shine in primetime games. Zarif says, no, Jerome Boger is the key. True. Our front seven will get better pressure than the Rams did. We're definitely going to find out. But you're going to have to contain Josh Allen. But, yes, David Quesenberry is the starting right tackle for the Buffalo Bills. And Roger Saffold is the left guard. So the Titans probably do have a chance to feast. We're going to find out. Point number three. And this is going to be a very tough task for this offensive line. You know, everybody said it. The Titans did pretty well in pass protection, but they had issues in the run game, and that was without Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau. Now, the Giants defensive line still had Leonard Williams, who I absolutely love. In this game, they're going to have plenty of defensive linemen that they're going to have to deal with. Not just Von Miller, but Greg Rougeau, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, A.J. Epinesa, all those guys could be big-time players. They have a good rotation of defense. Their defense is excellent, and you're going to have to find a way to block this defensive line. And so, and that means to contain Von Miller, what is the best way to do that? Run the football effectively. If you run the football effectively, you can mitigate the pass rush that Von Miller can bring. But Taylor Wan and Nicholas Petit-Ferrer have their work cut out for them. Now, Taylor Wan, I think, could hold his own against Von Miller at times. I think he's still good enough of a left tackle. But the thing I do worry about a little bit is there are going to be times that Sean McDermott is going to move Von Miller to the right side because they're going to feel they have an advantage. They're going to throw Sean McDermott, they're going to throw a whole lot of different looks at Nicholas Petit Ferrer. They're going to throw a lot of things at him that he has not seen. The Giants defensive line is one thing. This Buffalo Bills defensive line is a different animal altogether. And we're going to find out if Nicholas Petit-Ferrer can hold up here and do pretty well here, then there's a very, very positive outlook for Petit-Ferrer going forward, and it would seem they may have made the right decision. And Petit-Ferrer did, I think he did a pretty fine job on Sunday. I really do. But the best way to mitigate any pass rush is run the football. Weaver will have a big game because Big Jeff will get all the attention. Yeah, he's going to get attention. Rocky said, we need Josh Gordon for this game. Can't be worse than Cody Hollister. Martin also says, win in the trenches. That's going to be key. C-Dub says, Bud Dupree better go crazy. He has a sack. So... We're definitely going to find out. Again, easier said than done, 
But to mitigate a pass rush, you got to establish the run. Von Miller may not be the Von Miller of old, but he was effective in that game. He was very effective in that game. They had to pay attention to him. The Rams had to pay very much attention to Von Miller, without a doubt. They had to account for him. You said Von Miller is not the Von Miller of old? He had two sacks in that game. He had two sacks. So Von Miller is still Von Miller. And landed just like you said. They're going to be wearing all white for Monday night. So they're going Stormtrooper, Icy Whites. Usually the Titans play well in Icy Whites. They do. So, finally, one of the Titan YouTubers is willing to talk about this. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to take care of that defensive line. It's going to be a challenge. But Nate Davis could earn his contract extension in a game like this. Nicholas Petit for rare. If he does well in this game, and will he make some mistakes? Absolutely. And then said, I don't think I can watch her blood pressure go up. I mean, hey, everybody take your blood pressure medications. Take your blood pressure medication. Bearder one says, hopefully history repeats itself. Tennessee ain't been satisfactory as a game favorite uh, outside of playing Jacksonville. We always find a way to win as an underdog. And that's what we're going to find out. They're a nine-and-a-half-point dog. Nine-and-a-half-point dog. But it starts with that defensive line, winning the trenches. And C-Dub led me to my last point. Yes, take what the defense gives you, but you got to get the main guys involved. Burks, Woods, Hooper, Phillips. Now, you can tell Tannehill is very comfortable going to Kyle Phillips, especially late in games. Phillips had nine targets, made six catches, had three catches on that last drive. And Landon agree with me. Yeah, Von Miller is still Von Miller. No matter if he's gotten older, he's still a menace. And Petit Ferrer, he didn't look too bad. He did not look too bad. Uh, I think there's still some work to be done. He did have a false start. But other than that, that was his only penalty of the game. He didn't have any holding calls or nothing. I think generally the offensive line did pretty well. Aaron Brewer, you know, again, had a couple of holding calls. You know, had a couple of holding calls on one drive. But other than that, you know, Petit Ferrer had a – false start early in the game, and then Taylor Wan had a false start on the last drive. But other than that, I don't think Petit Ferrer was too bad. And a lot of people feel that the Titans are going to get it in gear. Uh, I hope Henry Goat gets going in this game. They're going to have to. 
but I also agree with a lot of you. They need to stop being predictable, running the ball on first down. On first down, they need to come out with a little play action or come out passing the ball a little bit. And see, and Mark, you're right. Maybe they don't run the ball as effectively. And they go to, and now I will say the one thing about Matt Stafford that's different from what Ryan Tannehill has done. I know a lot of this is play calling. Matt Stafford looks for his guys. He looks for Cooper Cup first. Cooper Cup. How many talk, you know, Josh Allen, same thing. Stephon Diggs, nine targets, eight catches. That's the most on the team. Cooper Cup, 15 targets, 13 catches. Now, the tight end Tyler Hibby had 11 targets, but only caught five. But you notice the big-time players are the ones that are getting all the targets. Sometimes you can't be worried about spreading the ball around to everybody. You just need, you just need to get the ball to your best guy. Get the ball to your best guy. Sometimes it is okay to be a little selfish. Sometimes it is okay to say, you know what? In this drive, I'm going to trailing Burks. I'm going to Burks first. Or I'm going to Woods in this drive. Or I'm going to Hooper. Because I don't, what, where was Hooper? Half the time I'm wondering, why is he not on the field, but they keep putting Jeff Swain in the game. That definitely confused me. So those are my four key, four points to victory. Again, don't let Stefan Diggs take over, although that is very much easier said than done. And, you know, don't, you know, don't let the others have a big game either. Keep Josh Allen in the pocket. Get after Roger Saffold and David Quesenberry. Keep him in the pocket. Don't let him escape. You keep him in the pocket, you have a better chance. Again, easier said than done. Contain Von Miller and his defensive line. Get the running game going. And then take what the defense gives. Get Burks, Woods, and Hooper involved. Hoop, there's no excuse why Hooper only had two targets. Why Robert Woods had two targets. No excuse whatsoever. And I'm just pulling up, looking at the uh, targets. You notice, Kyle Phillips, nine targets. Burks, five targets. If Phillips has nine, Jeff Swain got four targets. All those targets could have went other places. You know, Hooper could have gotten a target, an extra target or two. Um, the one target that went to Hollister could have went to Burks or could have went to Woods. You know? So spread your targets around, but get your main players involved. So that's kind of what I think. But now it's time for the moment of truth. Who wins? Well, of course, ESPN is always going to talk against us.
So let's see. Need to bring the offense to the new century. I agree. They only ran Henry on first down. When it's second five or third is short, we don't give him the ball. Doesn't make sense. I agree. And I agree, Henry wasn't bad, but, you know, you were expecting like 100 yards or so, and we didn't get it. Let's see. Bearded One says, I did see no Chigaconqua or Hooper getting looked. I had a big question over my head every time Swain caught a pass. I agree. I mean, it's like they love Jeff Swain so much. I don't understand the infatuation. I don't. C-Dub says, Zach Cunningham needs to step up. Um, we watching the game. He didn't look good at all. Him or David Long really didn't look great. I mean, David Long had a couple of nice plays, but, you know, one defense supposed to be the bread and butter, especially for Zach Cunningham, and he did not do well in this game. So I, I, I definitely agree with that. And we are built different. So, here we go, everybody. Who wins? Tanny will build chemistry through the season. We have youth at big positions, but we have the right coach and mindset to grow into great. Uh, we are already good. Well, we weren't good on Sunday. Yeah. Cody Hollister. Got a big pass. I wasn't expecting that. I didn't even know why he was on the field. Mark Jones says Titans win convincingly. Uh, let's see. Chandra says Titans win by one. Uh, Mark says not how you start, it's how you finish. Is there any chance they were being vanilla on purpose with the offense, given the matchup and that the Bills are next? I mean, look, it counts now. It doesn't matter. I mean, you run your offense. It doesn't matter if the Bills see it on film. At the end of the day, they still got to stop it. They still got to stop it, even if they know what's coming. It doesn't matter if they know what's coming or not. They got to stop it. Plain and simple. So that's what I think. Last year, we were way we lost way worse to Arizona, and we fought without Henry half the year to get the number one seed. It's not going to be as easy this time. C-Dub says, I'm biased, 27-24 Titans. Knowing the Titans, they'll probably win this one. All right. Well, here's my moment of truth. A lot of y'all are saying the Titans win. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But I have some bad news. And I want to be wrong on this. I just don't have a good feeling about this game. I really don't. I have the Titans falling 34 to 20. And I know a lot of y'all are not going to like me saying this. But again, keyword, truth. Remember that. Truth. I just... I don't know how offensively we're going to keep up with Buffalo. I mean, yes, this could be the other half of the Vrabel special. We saw one half of it last week when we lost to the Giants, and then we come right back and beat the Bills. So 
I just I after that Giants game, I just don't have a good feeling, especially with how good Buffalo looked on Thursday night. And they have 10 days to prepare for us. They have 10 days to prepare. We only have six days. Not counting Tuesday. And they didn't practice today. They're practicing tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. Sunday, they're going to Buffalo. So they would have only practiced for three days. But they had six days to prepare. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Six days. Buffalo has had nine days to prepare for us. So, you know, the truth of the matter is, I just don't have a good feeling about this. I pray to God I'm wrong. I will be glad on Monday night to say, you know what? I was wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. Titans got it done. I just, I don't have a good feeling about this one. I don't. Mark Joe says, Titans blow out Buffalo. I don't know, y'all. And they're like, Buffalo has had to circle all offseason. They're starving to players. I agree. C-Dub says, you're keeping it real. Can't disagree with you. Uh, can't disagree with your takes until the Titans prove us wrong. And I hope they do. I hope they do. We always lose the games we should win. New York Giants was a win. Uh, was a game we were supposed to win and we lost. True. Buckeye DK says 28-20. We're 0-2. And I think 0-2 could be in the face. Ken Moore. What's up, Ken? What's up, my guy? He says it's a week-to-week lead. You never know. And that is very true. It is a week-to-week lead. We thought that last year, one of tough games. He said, I like your take. I disagree. They play up to the competition. And, and that's fine. I understand if you disagree with me. I And I'm perfectly good with that. I'm good. That's why we have this show. That's why we have the back and forth. Because there are going to be times I'm going to say something that y'all are not going to disagree with, that y'all are not going to agree with me about. There are going to be some comments y'all say that I won't dis- that I won't agree with. Ah, oh, Miss Miss said, if they go to Buffalo, keep down and locked up in a She ain't wrong, though. She ain't wrong. Keep tied down and it's far away. You know, I with the secondary, and I will say from glance, and I was at the game, I didn't notice Caleb Farley or Roger McCreary. And in a lot of ways, that's a good thing. Sometimes, sometimes when you're not noticed, that's good. When you're noticed, like Christian Fulton was, it's bad. So, good thing is the DBs know they need to step up. And that is true. <laughs> Bill's Mafia is crazy. Yep, Bill's Mafia is crazy. And the Bills have no running game. They usually don't. They usually don't, but we got to be ready for that. 
And a lot of people mentioning, hey, they didn't practice two years ago and they blew him out. Why was Henry and Hilliard on the bench during the last drive? Good question. And I think it was because they were kind of like, you know what? We're in a passing situation. We got to get the ball down the field quick with a minute six to go. They were running a two-minute offense. Um, I mean, Hilliard probably should have been on the field a little bit more on that. I know they ran a lot of shotgun, maybe no uh, no back, you know, empty set, empty backfield a lot. Um, that, your, that question, your guess is as good as mine, Ken. Again, play calling. I would have at least had Hilliard in there or Hassan Haskins because he is, Hassan Haskins is pretty good in pass protection. Maybe Downey needs a better view like how our old defensive coach did up in the box. I don't know if that's going to help him very much, but he might need to be up in the box and see everything. But that's just how I got it. 34-20, I think the Titans fall to 0-2. I pray to God I'm wrong, and I want to be wrong. I really do. Unfortunately, Ms. Mims, Todd Todd Drowning will be on the field, on the sideline. I would like to see Tim Kelly get more of a share, more of a shake. But, I mean, it's it's Todd Downing's god-awful offense that he's running. It's his call. It's not a good one. But we definitely have to to fight through it, and we got to find a way to win. So that's what we have to do. But. Everybody, um, and oh my God, what happened with the Denver Broncos on Monday night? Bad decision there. They try to kick a field goal instead of just going with it with Russell Wilson. They end up losing. (laughs) So a $256 million contract, and they won't put the ball in his hands. Not good for the Buffalo Bills. Again, make sure y'all subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit that bell uh, so you get all the notifications when we go live. Smash that like button. Make sure y'all share the show out to everybody. Um, I will have a Truth League report coming up. Um, coming up where I'm going to make some picks. Um, it's either going to be on Friday or Saturday. I'm not 100% certain yet, but I will let y'all know where I'll make my picks for this week's games. So spread this out to your other NFL fans friends as well and then on monday i'll come back recap my top five games from sunday since the Titans don't play i can chill and watch a lot of football and i can give my look on what were the best games over the weekend and then we'll preview one more time the titans and the bills so everybody i think we're about to call that a night There were a bunch of comebacks, and there were some upsets. There were some upsets. You had Colts, Texans tie. You had Steelers beat the Bengals. You had, um, excuse me, the Vikings pretty much whooping, beating the crap out of Green Bay. You had Chicago upset San Francisco. So <laughs> Broncos had three timeouts, let the clock run. Mm. 
college football on Saturday. And see, I normally used to bet on college football. I may do a small bet, maybe a bet on a game or two, but I think I'm getting to the point where I may bet single games only and kind of put it together. So that might be what I look at. Um, so we're definitely going to find out there. But everybody, I think that's just about going to do it for me uh, tonight. Uh, definitely do appreciate everybody tuning into the show. Uh, I will be live uh, for the game. I'm going to be live Monday night from El Toro Loco. I'm going to uh, pull it up. Uh, give me a second. Uh, here in uh, Memphis, I will be live uh, doing uh, the watch party as the game happens and uh, my reactions as the game goes on. Titans, Bills in Buffalo. I will be at El Toro Loco, a Mexican restaurant off of Kirby Parkway in here in Memphis. So if you're here in Memphis or if you're actually visiting the city at any point, come on over to El Toro local Monday night if you happen to be there and uh, join us. P-Shark, come join us uh, for that. You know, maybe we do this thing together or anything like that. So come on over if you're willing. And uh, I'm definitely going to probably have a little Mexican food uh, and things like that. So I'm definitely going to, you know, have some fun with that. But everybody, thank y'all for tuning in to TNT tonight. Hopefully, I'm wrong on my prediction, and I will see all of y'all uh, for the Truth League Report this weekend and also for Monday night, Titans, Bills. Thank you, beautiful one. You have a good night. Miss Mims, you do the same. Thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all have a good night, and let's tighten up. Who run it? We run it. Tighten up, because that's all we know how to do. Good night, y'all.